Yeah, so I haven't really watched TV in a while on actual television. So when it comes to like live shows, other than the news and the weather mm-hmm. at 5.30 when I have dinner, I have no clue what I missed the upcoming week. But um, I take it you watched Saturday Night Live this weekend mm-hmm. with uh, Always. Jay-Z and Jay-Z, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. It was good. It was a good first start. Obviously, political stuff as it's continued from last season. But it was good. It was funny. It was really, really... I think that episode was probably funnier than probably the whole season put together last season. Really? It was just consistent. Like, usually on Saturday Night Live, especially last season, maybe 45 to 50% was funny. Everything else was garbage. Like, when I say garbage, it wasn't funny. Not even that. It just wasn't funny. Like, not good writing. But this one was like every single skit, you were like, okay, that's pretty fucking funny. So I don't want to gas it up because it's only the first episode, but Ryan Gosling, he was good. He was oh, Ryan good. Gosling, what a hottie. Speaking about Ryan's, um, I bumped into Ryan Reynolds oh, last th- week. We're throw that in there? We are going to throw this in here. Last week, I went to go get my hair done downtown in uh, Yorkville. And as I was leaving the salon, I decided to go for a little stroll in the neighborhood. And... I'm passing the street and there's a really tall dude with like a three or four year old little girl and it was a beautiful fall day. It was like one of those days where it was like 35 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Indian summer. and <laughs> A beautiful 35 degree fall day yeah, in Canada. Beautiful. And uh, global warming is real people. And anyways, I was walking and this little girl in the front was like jumping over the cracks, the sidewalk. And she's like, daddy, like I'm jumping and whatever. Long story short, I'm starting to approach this tall guy and his daughter, who I assumed it was his daughter uh, in front of me. And I guess he sensed that I was close behind and him and his daughter were about to like jump over the crack. Like he was like playing with the kid and he saw me and he's like, oh, sweetie, like, be careful. The lady's coming by. And he's like, uh, so sorry, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Holy fuck, it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and I didn't say that to him, but I looked at him in the face and I was like, holy shit, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I just kept walking like like I was the celebrity. You know what I mean? But um, You saw Ryan Reynolds. Why didn't you ask for a picture? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Um, I kind of felt a little bit awkward because I was walking a faster pace. So if I like would have stopped, it would be like, oh my god, Ryan Reynolds. I don't want the kids to feel weirded out. Like, why are people taking pictures with my daddy? Like, I don't know. But uh, I'm or not maybe really she, maybe one she would for thought, that. Why is, why is that? Who's that taking picture with? Some celebrity? Okay, maybe. You know, straight up. Maybe. Maybe too real. But you know, whatever. It was a little fun encounter. You should have done one of those, like, know in the movies when they show pickpockets. The pickpocketers are like the gypsies when they bang into someone, they like to take their wallet out of their pocket. Just slid your business card in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Because I was so ready to bump into Ryan Reynolds on a Wednesday afternoon. Like, you're in downtown Toronto. You're you're in those bougie yeah, I'm gonna, places. I'm gonna have a um a like like a Spider Man like bracelet on me, and I shoot out business cards everywhere I go. Too Shake shut. people's hands and just shoot it into their shirts. Like well, no, that's a good idea. No, that's ridiculous. I'll be like, oh, what's that? I'll be like. It's like the money My gun. My icebreaker. It's like the money gun, but on your wrist with your business card. She goes, hench. That. We should get a money gun for our business card. We're too real. And this week, we're back with a new episode. It's been a while. And I know in the past, we've talked about a lot about movies. And finally, we're here to talk a lot about television. Built, built up the courage. Yeah, it took. I think this is one of the, the things we've been pushing off aside for a while, 
Uh, not because we don't like television. It's because we fucking love television. And it's want to do it justice. Yeah, it's just such a broad topic that we can literally make an entire podcast series just on television as there are others out there that do. However, we're just going to have a chat with uh, each other today. About yeah. some of television's greatest, worst, If best, you have any thoughts everything. on what we're saying, leave it in the comments. Without further ado, let's get into this thing. You were mentioning before you've been watching TV, but I'm assuming it was a lot of Netflix. Yes. Like stuff on the computer. like On the computer, for yeah. sure. But the TV, the limited amount of TV that you've been watching, what have you been watching? What shows do you watch right now? If, so, if I'm going to go to you, Christina, I need a show. I want to watch it on TV, live time. NBC, ABC, HBO, FX. What am I going to watch? What am I watching this year? I have a list. Okay, give it- I'm ready to give it to you. Are you ready to take it? I w- <laughs> you, you, you better have your calendar uh, open. Yeah, okay. okay. Tell me. Because people so, listening to this want to... Shows. Same thing. Listen, people. I'm the queen of shows. So shows yeah. you're going to need to watch, especially this fall. Shows that are returning. First off, you got to watch Empire. How Empire. to Get Away with Murder. Oh, yeah? There's a new show coming out. How to Get Away with Murder coming back? Yeah, it started last week. Um, New show on uh, CW. Y'all need to check out. It's a remake of a very old show, Dynasty. So check out. Yeah. You got to watch Dynasty. I heard it's pretty dope. You got to watch on Thursday nights, a show that also came back, but as a new series, Will and Grace. That was a good episode. I think that was a pretty good first episode. It was a little rough around the edges, but it was good. Very political. I think they're they're warming up to each other. Right now, I'm really into The Deuce, HBO, Sunday Night, uh, starring James Franco. He plays really brothers. Good. He plays twin brothers. Yeah, right? really good show. That's good. You got some, you know, comedy, drama. Yeah, I got a mix of everything. I, I'm Half not... Half an hour, an hour? Yeah. Usually, all those shows I watch are like back to back. Oh, This Is Us also came back last week. That's a big show. A really good show. My family loves that show. I have to say, it's just one of those shows that really pulls on your heartstrings. Did you see the, the skit Jimmy Fallon did? I did not. It's where they have the, the the bigger girl and the black guy. Okay. I don't watch the show, so I don't know their characters' names. Fair. And the whole point of the skit is they're trying to go through the scene, a very like scene intense, that pulls scene. Out, intense scene, and Jimmy Fallon's the boom mic guy, and he keeps reading the scene by crying. <laughs> then by the end of it, everyone starts crying because <laughs> this is us makes you cry. Yeah, it, it's. Actually, I watched the first episode of This Is Us last week for the second time with. Uh, Stefan Dahl because mm-hmm. he hadn't seen it and as I was re-watching it I was being my like producer self and I was looking at all the different kind of tones that they said the themes the, like el- the elements of like how they connected different stories together mm-hmm. I heard that's really the writing is really good like how they connect yeah and I really think that that fir- first episode of This Is Us it's probably one of the best premiere Really? Uh, pilot episodes I've seen for a TV drama in maybe the last like eight years. It's tough because a lot of the times, with a lot of shows, the first episode it's mm, it's kind of uh, you it's, know it's rough. You, yeah. You'd think that because going on TV is going to be good, but the first episode of every season, every show, is never that great. So to find an actual show that's really good right off the bat, that's tough. Are you the type of person? Are you ever done it? Because I know people that do this. Before a new season starts, they'll rewatch the whole previous season. No, I don't have time for that. No? No. I don't think people that do it. That's crazy. Are I mean, you I, one of I those mean, people? I don't have time. 
Yeah. And when I tell you the shows I watch now, <laughs> I really don't have time for anything. Okay. What shows are you watching right now? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm watching Ray Donovan every Sunday. Nice. Great show. Awesome. I, I, it's a new. That's HBO, right? Uh, Showtime. No, Showcase. 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 Okay. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Typical. Yep. And whenever I can. Could, oh, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Top three. Okay. So comedy, you... drama, live. <laughs> You're like one of each, and I'm good. That's all I can handle. And <laughs> but the thing is, actually, once in a while, I'll watch Ballers because it's on after Ray Donovan. Okay. So here's the thing. You just named two shows. One that I watched, stop watching, and one that people are like telling you you need to watch. So Brooklyn Nine Nine, everyone's telling me that like the first bit of it's like kind of stupid, funny, but eventually like I'll get to like it. Listen, I'm not being biased, but when (laughs) I tell you, no, 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 seriously, this is one see, this is one show that I could say it gets better every season. Like it doesn't start slow one season; it gets good second, like halfway through, like the second half of the season. Every episode, every season gets better. The writing gets better. The relationships get better. The storyline gets better. It's good. It's very well-written show. I mean, I've liked Andy Samberg for a while, obviously because of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And some, it's almost like an Adam Sandler situation. A lot of people like Adam Sandler humor and some of them don't. don't. But the thing with this show is it's not all about Andy Samberg, right? Fair. It's about a whole cast that brings so many different types of quirkiness and funny characteristics. Yeah, so it, everything yeah. blends well together. Okay. So and then, you should watch it. You should watch okay, you should watch so it. Okay, so I'm going to add that to the roster of other 100 shows I need to watch. But the other show that you mentioned, uh, Ballers, um, I've also seen the first season of Ballers, and I liked it. No, it's good. Yeah. I just don't have time to really put Dwayne Johnson on my on my fucking roster of you things You should put him watch. on your wall, though. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing with Ballers, it, it's like a guilty pleasure. It's like Entourage. You're not watching it to get award-winning acting or storylines you're watching it more for entertainment yeah it's like it's the football of version of entourage yeah that's what i figured but i was like uh well the theme i really wouldn't say good like yeah right above it (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly i don't really think you're missing out if no one watches ballers if like if you don't if you're listening to this you don't watch ballers like it's entertaining but you're not missing out see that's the thing as much as i try to avoid the fomo i will say guys that's actually one of my questions is that how you got the word fomo no, it's Did fear of missing paper? out. I didn't read off your paper. Look, I have it here. Have you ever started watching a show because of the hype? Because everyone was watching it? Dot, 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 FOMO? Well, maybe if you stopped <laughs> reading your questions and let me finish what I was saying, I would answer I your know, question. It's like, Unagi. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, on the point of FOMO, I will say yes. I have had instances where I needed to watch a show watch a show because i had that fear of missing out and as of recent i'm gonna let all the listeners uh know that uh christina myself i am christina i am the proud watcher of game of thrones and i've watched all seven seasons in six weeks yeah okay that's fucking dedication is real the hype is fucking real on game of thrones i hate and you like you probably know this as well we've speak we've spoken about this plenty of time just even casually is i hate fantasy fantastical elements Mm -hmm. if it's not as real and hard-hitting if someone's not dying like from something that's not an alien or whatever like i'm not into that shit Mm -hmm. okay and game of thrones has a lot of that stuff in it but for some reason 
come like episode five or six into season one, there I am, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., in my dark room, just staring at fucking characters whose names I still don't even know because they're all weird names. And I'm... I literally was locked into you the should start, I feel like the world. you should start a podcast with someone else just and talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love Game of you're Thrones. You're very you're very enthusiastic about it. I'm very I've become very enthusiastic. When you talk about, about it, you're about very passionate about it. Very passionate. Game of Thrones is another world that exists <laughs> somewhere. Like the Matrix. Okay. Westeros is a real a real place and it exists. <laughs> and every character you know, okay, this is I don't want to bore the audience because there's probably a lot of people who don't watch Game of Thrones or people who do watch Game of Thrones and they're already over me talking about Game of Thrones because they're like, fuck you. We've been like diehard fans for seven or eight years and you just showed up. Fine. I get it. I don't really care. Game of Thrones rocks. Bye, Felicia. Also, another person I bumped into once walking downtown was Kit Harrington. Who's that? The Jon Snow. Christian okay. just bumps into a lot of people. But anyways, why am I talking about myself in the third person? Because <laughs> you're bad and bougie. <laughs> but, um... If there's one thing I have to say about Game of Thrones that really impresses me is when you see, you know, for example, when you watch like Breaking Bad, the character Walter White, he's Mm -hmm. known for having that authenticity to his character. He plays it well, his expressions, and it's just, he he plays his role. So as much as you hate him, love him, whatever, you got to give the guy credit for being like, you know what? He's a fucking asshole, but he plays a fucking asshole damn good. That's yeah. the thing with Game of Thrones. If you're a fucking asshole... You'll, you'll cheer for the asshole. You'll, yeah. You'll find yourself cheering for you the asshole. You hate the asshole. Like, you absolutely... There's tons of characters you despise, but you look at them and you're like, damn, you're a fucking great actor that I, I commend you for that. So that's Game of Thrones. That's what took me into Game of Thrones, to be honest. Plus, like, the sex scenes are like... Yeah, I heard, pretty, a lot, I heard there's a lot of sex. There's a lot. It dies down near the end of this like season like four or five but the first three seasons bro it's like a porno i yeah. you know how many times i have to like lower the volume on my tv but i'm like people are gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing there bro yeah. i would say get on game of thrones if you can but you have to be dedicated like i, I am. feel like i'm too late to the party i'm too late yeah you know if you're not if you don't got that dedication in you something like that then forget i don't it. binge i don't binge watch if i'm not watching it in the moment I'm oh that sucks I, I don't i don't i've never watched a show after the fact so, okay, since you're not a binge watcher or someone who doesn't watch a show after the fact, would it, would you say that you're actually less likely to have that FOMO or do you still have the FOMO but you're just like, fuck it, I still don't care? Because uh, see, I have FOMO, so I'm going to go binge watch. Whereas you're just like, meh, couldn't be bothered. Very, man, like, I feel like if I'm forgetting to watch a show weekly, then I'm not into it as much as I should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I could watch those three shows I mentioned before, Sign Night Live, Book of Nine Nine, Ray Donovan, every single week, so I like it. There's shows that I've started watching that I've fallen off. This is what it is. Okay, so if you don't suffer from FOMO then, I guess something to that would interest me to know based on the shows that you've hand selected and enjoyed mm-hmm. over the course of the years would be what three yeah, we'll say three shows would you say are, in your opinion, that you've actually watched are the best shows of all time? Of all time? Of any category? Of all fucking time, according to you, Alex. Okay, okay we don't have to go to like, you know, 1950. No, this there. is biased for shows I watch. I'm not going to say shows okay, that have let's done not, well okay, in so history. Let me rephrase the question. <clears throat> what top three shows for you are the best shows you've ever watched? Is that better? 
because we don't, I don't want to say all time because we're not talking about like a billboard or Rolling okay. Stone countdown Still could be here. a biased answer. I just want to, I'm curious okay, so to know. for me. I'm curious um, to know these tastes of yours because, you know, for someone who watches Survivor and loves it, I, you know, I'm a little worried. Well, season 35 started last week. Season what? 35. This is too much. I think I was in grade three when it started. Or Bro, how many? Two. Yeah, but you're 26. How many seasons they do a year? Like three? Uh, Something's the average about two. Okay, that's fine. I'm telling up. you, there's a falling. In the last year, I've met three people that I've known for over three years that watched Survivor. I didn't even know until this year. But it's a cult following. It's not like they're going buck like for ratings. It's a cult following, yet you only know three people. Well, yeah, it's because it's not a big deal. It's like a small cult. But it's. But it's a big deal. It's weird. It's like the most successful show with like... I don't get how people stranded in some weird island or whatever place trying to quote unquote survive with cameras there. As they say in the show, it's more than just a game. <laughs> you know what I learned? That they created the show Lost because of Survivor. So Survivor is on CBS, I believe. And at the time, ABC wanted a show to compete with it. So they came up with lost so they came up with an, a show that's a dra- a serious drama that has to do with philosophy like with people Socrates stranded on an island yeah and that's yeah. way more intelligent and intellectual than fucking survivor and you're telling me that's what they created lost and who's still on tv a survivor so there you go <laughs> Okay, never mind. The tribe the has spoken. Never mind. The, the networks have spoken. Okay. No, no it's because people listen, like could, you. We could do a whole podcast on Survivor. I could do a whole podcast. You could on do Survivor. it that one alone. You do Game of Thrones, and I'll do Survivor. Yeah, and we'll see who gets more views. <laughs> Probably you, but like. Yeah, exactly. It's just amazing, you know. But anyways. Well, don't try and deter from the question. <clears throat> okay, I'm not gonna say that's one of the best shows I've ever watched. I would say, okay. I think. The three best shows I've watched in my lifetime. I'm not going to put Ray Donovan because it's still going on. Right? The Office. Everyone loves Raymond, which is like a lot of people will probably get at me for that one. And Friends. Those are the three I could think of right now. I'd say Entourage, but it's not the best show I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of my top three favorites, but not the best show I've watched in my lifetime. If I say Friends, Everyone loves Raymond. No, fuck. Okay, no, no, no. Everyone loves Raymond, Saturday Night Live, and Friends and Office are tied. This podcast is going to come out. I'm going to go see the guys, and they're going to throw one at me. I'm going to be like, how the fuck did I forget that? Well, maybe it'll happen by the end of this podcast. Right. And but you go. You... I'll give you an opportunity to change it later on. Okay? okay. This is not the final answer. Okay. Okay. Well, remember I that, remember that show? You. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No. Oh, I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's, they say that in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Remember the one where the lady's like, Goodbye. Remember that one? Yeah. No. Weakest link. The weakest link. You Goodbye. are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was actually she's good. A tough, you know she's a that, tough bitch. You know what that lady reminded me of? That math teacher at Basil's with the glasses. A little bit. Yeah. 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 What was her name? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll check on okay. the yearbook. Yeah. Those um, are my three. Four. My top three favorite shows of all time. Now, they're not necessarily the best shows. However, they're my top three. Okay. 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 So for me, it's Sopranos, Gossip Girl, and Will and Grace. Okay. Those are legit shows that I can rewatch all the time. Is there, actually, is there a show like back in the day that you think you would have enjoyed if you were alive when it was on? Kind of like Happy Days, Everyone Loves Loose. Like, My family, they love I Love Lucy. Yeah. Love I Love 
Honestly, I can't go that far back, but I would definitely say a show that I would have probably been in, would have been into knowing me. Like I would be like a Miami Vice person. <laughs> Like, sure, yeah, like Don, yeah. Don, Don Johnson, <laughs> honestly, like a little boat there. Like, yeah, I'd, yeah. like, I would definitely be like a Miami Vice person. Uh, probably would have been mm-hmm. into like Golden Girls and like Dynasty. Things like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that was a very interesting tele- time for television. It's, well, it's what they say yeah. was the golden age of television. But I don't know anymore with Netflix, right? So times have been well, changing. Well, that's the thing. Do you think, do you think, actually, I think that's, um, something I wanted to touch upon the golden age. Cause now definitely just the fact that there's like Netflix, Amazon and Hulu all these paid services, these, yeah. it's definitely changing. But do you think maybe in the last five years it was the, do you think there was a second golden age? Do you think there's only been one golden age and that's it? No, I think there is a second coming. I think right now is it. If you look at the amount of television shows that there are in existence right now, it's insane. However, there's also a large turnover of television shows that come and go. But the ones that remain, and you look at the last, say, even the last six years, you have shows that have huge followings. You have shows that have done so well, shows that have ended so well, and fans are still loyal to that television show and thinking that it's one of the greatest main of all time. And I think that with the coming of Netflix into the world, you know, Netflix is not new. Netflix has been around since Blockbuster was open. Yeah. They actually wanted to buy Blockbuster out. And Blockbuster fucked up because they should have gotten is Netflix on them. But, you know, look at Netflix now. It's one of the biggest, the best streaming providers yeah. out there. Not only that, they're creating original content. And I think, um, I think with that, and their ability to create television based on algorithms, mm-hmm. um, which is something, the, you know, the golden age of television back in, let's say, like, between, like, the late 60s to the late 80s, they didn't have this technology to do those things, that now it's, an, it's a new game. It's a big game changer. That's how they created House of Cards, right? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you want to, like, touch well, you, base I on that. I think you'd probably explain it better. <laughs> so, so I think you told me. <laughs> well, the thing, okay, so House of Cards is a remake of another version of House of Cards that was the British version that was on the BBC. And what happened was is there's this algorithm that Netflix uses that they actually formulated and created. So what Netflix did was they purchased the rights to licensing House of Cards and they created the show House of Cards based on the mere fact that this algorithm that they created discovered people who were watching existing shows on Netflix, which were just syndicated shows from Mm. or movies or whatever. They found that these through those shows they were watching, they created micro genres within those shows. So for example, if you watch Sopranos, you know that it's a drama, but there's also the subcategories of crime or like mafia or American crime, right? So those micro genres. And then what they did was they took those tags, Mm. broke them down and essentially figured out that people at the time were watching shows with, you know, strong male characters, political overtones. They were a lot of people post 9-11 became more involved Mm -hmm. and interested in in U.S. politics and bing, bang, boom, call up Kevin Spacey. And now you got a hit show on Netflix, you know? Yeah. So that's the whole thing with that. And, 
you know, I give kudos to Netflix to creating something uh, so meticulous as such, because now when I do see shows on Netflix, I kind of chuckle inside. Um, so you could think of other shows that it. Because I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, I know why they made this show. Or, oh, ha, ha, I can see how this show is coming to be. And you know what? Kudos to Netflix for making shit that people actually want to watch now. Because when Netflix first came out, yeah. they sucked ass. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for both of us to be like, now nah, we're good. <laughs> it's insane. So to kind of revert back to when you're talking about Netflix and the golden age. So you think we're going into another golden age. 100%. So you think, I think we're already in a golden age. But do you think we ever think there was one... A gap where there wasn't a golden age? Yeah, like for example, I for me I think it's debatable to say that there was we were just in a golden age with shows like Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, and all like that I feel the like thing with, that see, was big. The thing with those shows was they're still happening. So I would consider us to still be in that golden age. I think that the golden age prior to that, when we talk about shows like, you know, All in the Family, Happy Days, I Love Lucy, and we're talking about that yeah. golden age, that that was in its own, but I definitely think television did die for a period like in the eighties to like mm-hmm. the late nineties. But then people will argue because then there there's people our age will be like, well, what about shows about fresh, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, 90210, um, no, uh, the, Saved by the great, Bell, right? It was a great shows, but it was sparse. Exactly. It wasn't all crammed in together, like all at once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see your point. It's kind of, yeah, it's up for debate because some people would be like, like you said, some of these shows are still on, right? So you got to wait till everything's that's the dust has settled. But it's hard because now with Netflix and all these streaming services. But the thing that I think is crazy, and I remember the first time I realized it, especially with that show um, Transparent, with uh, what's his name, there Jeffrey Tambor. Yes. When they got nominated for Emmys and stuff, I was like, okay, now the shit's going down. When these streaming service shows are getting nominated and winning, a lot yeah. of them are winning. Master too. of None, yeah, with the season Zari one, yeah, it's crazy. It, and uh, the the one that won last year, um, best actress, whatever, uh, The Crown, also a Netflix yeah. original. Well, oh no, no, it was The Handmaid's Tale? Is that who's that with? Handmaid's Tale? No, that's actually on TV. Is but it? yeah, and that's a book by Margaret Atwood. Oh, but speaking on this golden age of television. Um, I definitely think that it did die down. I don't think the tele, I think the television shows in the nineties were, were decent. They're watchable. They're memorable, but I don't think they're great productions. Right. They were so not all of them were groundbreaking. Exactly. A lot of them were like kind of light and fluffy, but I definitely think that Sopranos was the show that started the wave. Oh, popped it off for all these other shows that came big after, budget. you know, big budget, amazing cast, intense storyline an HBO, like HBO still, regardless of Netflix is the king of drama and intense television series. Well, they set it up with Game of Thrones. Yeah. So they've got, you know, they, they made wave for not just themselves to have these shows, but for other networks to want to have shows just like that. So you have things like Mad Men coming out after, then you have Breaking Bad, then you have things like The Wire, and then, you know, Game of Thrones, and then, you know, Netflix comes out with House of Cards. And a lot of these shows are literally, I think they, like you said, they popped off from Sopranos. And I Mm -hmm. think that it was a great moment in television history because for the longest time 
even when you go to school and you learn about media and the movies and how it affects culture and, and creates culture, mm-hmm. everything was almost based always around film. And I don't think people ever thought that television could compete but then supersede film. And I know Mm -hmm. I'm about to say something that might have listeners think, okay, now you're maybe talking a little too crazy, but honestly, I think that I've seen way better productions and storylines and acting and all the bells and whistles in the last maybe five years, even longer than that in television than I have in movies. Well, because... Because the services like Netflix, they put movie budget. Yeah. And I think television, quote unquote, not maybe on actual television, but shows, series are kicking ass like never before and beating things that are, you know, coming out in the box office. When I see some of these shows that are coming out now, you're getting A-list actors, True Detective, Westworld. You're getting Anthony Hopkins, Vince Vaughn, Matthew McConaughey. You know, playing in television shows. And it's crazy. Why? Because they have the budgets now and they want to, because the writing is different. You're grabbing a different audience. You know, to be honest, if, like, as much as I'll always be a fan of film, I'll always go out and watch film, I don't think it'll ever go extinct because you still have movies that'll be groundbreaking and always shake things up. But I think, you know, TV's king. Yeah. TV is, and if you don't think TV is king, it's going to become king. Yeah, TV's now you got, ass. But now you got, like, I know we're talking about Netflix. It's just because it's so, they're so diverse. Now they're making, they're having, got someone like Adam Sandler signing seven movie deals for Netflix. You got people like uh, Scorsese making a movie I can't with wait. Pacino, I De Niro, cannot wait to see that. and Pesci I cannot for wait Netflix. To see that. That's crazy. I cannot To me, wait. that is, uh, it's me unreal. Too, it's crazy. It's unreal. But it shows how far. And how everything evolves. It, it is. And well, the, another thing too, that speaking of like the news topics, as of recent, um, one of television's greatest producers, Shonda Rhimes. Okay. She, listen, Shonda Rhimes. I don't think she's the greatest. Is, okay. She might not be the greatest, but. She's hot right now. She's, she's hot right now. She's been hot. She's been hot. Okay. <laughs> she, okay. She's not Aaron Sorkin. Okay, I think Aaron Sorkin, you know, when he was doing his um, his his days on the West Wing and all that, whatever, you know, Aaron Sorkin is Aaron Sorkin. He does a different style of things, and you know, he went to film and whatever this and that. But as of recently, she made an exclusive deal with Netflix, and that deal states that all her new productions are going to be Netflix exclusives only, mm-hmm. meaning that every show that Shonda has been known for on television will remain where they are now. However, it's so interesting to see what is going to happen with Shonda Land in the upcoming year because in 2018 um, will be the earliest that we expect to see a show coming out on Netflix. For a producer like that to have three hit shows, okay, simultaneously. I got someone who will go toe-to-toe with her. Is unreal, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. actually one person that has that the same rank as her and it's Chuck Lorre. But he's, he's a writer. It doesn't matter. He has three shows that well, she writes and produces. My, I have him here too. Fair, 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 fair. That's I think argue. he's... Like, see, I would put Chuck Lorre over Shauna Rhimes. Yeah, but this is a different kind of genre of writing. Yeah, but it's the impact his shows have had on television. Mike and Molly, Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory. Mom, I don't like the show, but it's popping right now. My mom Dharma, Dharma and Greg and Roseanne. Bro, 
Okay, straight up. Get at Chuck Lorre right now. Like, listen, you came in with the ammo. I'm going to let you have this one. But I'm just saying, what's popping off in 2018? You know, I give it, to, I give it to Netflix, give it to Shonda. I, good shit's going to be coming to Netflix. <laughs> no, so no, stay good, tuned, good, you know, good for her, but get you know, that subscription because I'm still on that old rate because I'm a longtime customer. Let me tell you who my boy is. All right. You ready for this? Don't You're tell boy. me Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. But the, the first name is the same. Mark Burnett. Okay. Who the fuck is Mark Burnett? Uh, is it Brunette or Burnett? Burnett. Survivor, The Apprentice, very smarter than a fifth grader. Shit. Shark Tank, shit. The Voice, more shit, shittier. The Voice, you don't like The Voice? A lot of people like The Voice. Okay, these shows are okay, but they're like, you're. Such what are you a, talking about? You're so into reality. So, yes, it's my guilty pleasure. But they don't like those shows. Those are big shows, man. They are. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Is pretty dope because like I can answer all those questions, so it makes me feel nice. Uh, the voice, not bad, but I can't get into these singing shows after mm-hmm. like one or two seasons. I'm like, hey, is this they're bringing much? back American Idol, eh? Ugh. With the judges are gonna be um, uh, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and who's that big uh, Luke Bryan? That's a heavy lineup. It's a pretty heavy lineup, but honestly, I was so happy the day they announced American Idol mm-hmm. is over. It's hard. This is my whole argument. They gotta compete How with the voice. How many fucking American Idols can we have? There should only be one. I lost track after. Uh, I used to watch American Idol too. I was, you know, literally. And so you think you did. The first like three seasons, but after that, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this fucking I American Idol bullshit. Okay, so speaking of, you know, my guilty pleasures, reality TV. Let's go on to that topic. Guilty pleasures. Well, we know Survivor's one of them. Hell yeah. But I think in Watching your argument, win. that's not a guilty pleasure. That's actually a passion. <laughs> An yeah. interest. Yeah, but it's been a while. I didn't really like flaunt it to people that I watched. I was like, because you're a little low key embarrassed. Yeah, it, was, you know. it wasn't an icebreaker at parties. <laughs> like, you know, bro, do I Survivor? No, Survivor and Jersey Shore. Guilty pleasures. Okay, one of my guilty pleasures uh, was when I was in grade school. I was probably in like grade six, seven, eight around that time. And I'm talking. Okay. Straight up. I don't know about other people's elementary schools and like what shows were popping off at that time. But at my school, the pop off was all the girls were into that soap opera Passions. I think my sister used to watch that show. That was like, that was the Passions of our life. Yeah, it was a good. It was that in Days of Our Lives, right? Yeah, it was so good. Is it Days of Our Lives or These Are Days of Our Lives? It's Days of Our Lives, but. And the song at the end, like, these are the days of our lives. Those, isn't that the longest running show? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Wait, or is, or is, uh, Doctor Who? No, it's Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Um, Days of Our Lives used to be on the radio. Oh, yeah? That's how it started. Um, and the word, if you don't know, fun fact of the week with me. Soap operas were are called soap operas because they were originally started on the radio and then the advertisers that paid for the soap operas to happen were mostly soap commercials. Hmm. Like, I don't know, at the time, Tide or whatever. So that's how they became to know, be known as soap operas because women would wa- listen to them in the day and so they made advertisements that would attract women. It was like household cleaning stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I got the soaps. Nice. Would See? you ever want to be on a soap opera? Yes. Really? If I were to be on, you know what? It's a guaranteed lifetime job for most, <laughs> yeah, for guess, most yeah. characters. Like some characters get replaced, but you know what's interesting about soap operas? It's kind of like you're a teacher and I'll tell you why, because 
Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because a lot of characters, so for example, there's uh, two characters in Young and the Restless that I always get mixed up. And one's Billy and one's Adam. And they always look like the same character to me. But every time my mom watches his show, you know, I'll see her watching it for like a couple of months. And then the next three months after that, I'll be like, oh, mom, who's this new guy? She go, no, that's Billy. Well, Billy didn't look like that three months ago. Like, yeah, they got a new guy. And then like six months down the road, the old Billy will come back. They got a new back. Billy and they bring back old Billy? Yeah, they do that on occasion. Like they'll, it's like, where did they go on holidays, on our honeymoon, their wedding? Like what the fuck? So you know what? It's a pretty sweet job, man. It's like when they changed Aunt Vivian and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, you can't do that shit, but they do it anyway. So you said you'd be on a soap opera, but if there was one TV show you wish you could be on, what would it be? Ooh. Well, I'll let this be easy. I'll let you pick two genres, two different shows. If you can't pick one. If I were to be on a show, I would want to be on a sitcom. Okay. Um, and I think, honestly, I would have to say Friends over Will and Grace. Yeah. And if I were to be in like a one hour drama or s- series type of show, mm-hmm. I would pick Gossip Girl. What? Why? I I love Gossip Girl. Jeez, that's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. But I'm proud of guilt. This listen, I went no, on a Gossip a Girl of, a tour watched, when I went to New York. Okay, I know guys that watched Gossip Girl. Bro, I had a Gossip Girl poster in my room. Yeah, that's very okay. I love. Hey, listen, I don't know. Well, you I'm an, interested. You, you answered mean, the question honestly. I honestly, and that's so what we do. Alive. We're too real. And so now <laughs> I pose this question to you. Please do share. Okay. For comedy, Friends or Saturday Night Live? Reality Survivor. I want to go on Survivor, but Canadians aren't allowed on the show. Entourage. Those would be shows I'd want to be on. Um. Okay, well, these shows we would be in. Okay, hold on. I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay. Don't be greedy here. Maybe okay. the same question I was going to ask. Maybe it is, but I had enough of you talking. No, I'm kidding. If you could be a character. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you waiting to ask this question the whole time? I'm so ready. Waiting for the segue. Okay. And and so the case, okay, so before. And I've thought about this one for you for like a couple of weeks. Like, really? Uh, and I think I, I got the character. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. So when I ask this question, what we're going to do here for everyone listening is I'm going to ask Alex the question and I'm going to give him the chance to answer who he would think he would be. Then I'm going to answer. And then we're going to say who we would choose for ourselves. Cause I'm curious to see, you know, how our skills might differentiate. Okay. You go first. And so all of this is written down. Um, so I'm not going to just like lie. Cause like he said something, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's it. No. Well, I got one answer for you. Like one person. That's it. No mixes. Like I, I'm giving you an answer. It's okay if you have more than one answer for me. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a very colorful person. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're. you're okay. So okay. who? who would, okay. So let let, let me ask you first. Okay. Let's do you first. Yeah. Okay. Who would you have picked for yourself? Can I guess? I picked like four people. <laughs> okay. And Is maybe one of them Mindy Kelly. Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> Rachel Green? <laughs> Rachel Green? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who are the other two people then? Rachel. We have Rachel Green. Mindy? Uh, Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. Karen Walker from Will and & Grace. And then like a toss-up. 
That's five. You have four people already. Now you have five people. Okay. How about I read you what I wrote? Okay. okay. It's a toss up between a young Blair Walder from Gossip Girl, the girl next door, Rachel Green from Friends, a sassy, rich and drunk all day, Karen Walker from Will and Grace, tossed up with an also drunk, highly intellectual, crooked lawyer like Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder, mixed with a badass with lots of street cred and fur cookie lion from Empire. And lastly, the girl everyone loves, whose head is also lost in the clouds, she makes fun of herself, Mindy Lahiri. So pretty much any fierce badass woman in a lead role who knows how to dress and can kill you with her Louboutins and her careful sometimes very loose choice of words also the older version of me Jane Fonda Grace and Frankie <laughs> there you go and the Academy Award goes yeah. to and the nominees are Christina 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 Sidio Christina <laughs> okay I'm very impressed at how you I laid that out down. the story that. yeah I made a story okay I, I can see a little bit of the the sassy cookie line, okay? The way you described Mindy, I could see that. Is go- bo- gossip. Okay, the thing with Karen, I could see it, Karen, but you're not as eccentric. Like, you yeah. could be, you're not, you could, you have a, you have a, a dash of humble in you. Yes. Karen Walker doesn't. Okay, so I would say those three out of that whole list. Okay. Now, who did you pick? Since Mon- you thought, since you thought about this. Monica from Friends. <laughs> Are you Monica from Friends? Because I'm Monica from Friends? Because you have to have it your way with everything. You're OCD. And whenever you you <laughs> and whenever you go on vacation or you have some sort of plan, it has to have an itinerary and it has to go to plan. So you, my friend, are Monica from Friends. Okay, you're not the first person who's told me this. Really? Yeah, Steph's always like, okay, so you'd be two people and friends and you'd be Monica or Joey. So that's yeah. who you're going to be. I mean, trust you, I thought about like, hey, who can this person be? Cause who can this a, person, who can Christina be? be? Of all the shows we watch, and I was like, fuck, Monica. Yeah, I'm pretty Monica. Because you're OCD with your cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go on vacation or anything, it has to be planned. Like you have to have itinerary. <laughs> and yeah, you're just... You have to have it your way. Your way oh to my have. God. And I thought about it because I was watching the Thanksgiving episode on TV. <laughs> Knowing all, everything goes downhill. When she has to cook this person for that person. And then, she, then she's all like, what about me? No one asks you what I like. Honestly, I appreciate this answer. Honestly, yeah, I really truly go. do. I thought about it. Thank you for thinking long and hard. That was a couple weeks. I had to make sure it was the right answer. Hey, so now I'm going to ask you. If you could be a character in a show, who would it be? I think if I could be a character in a show. Okay, one, I've been told I remind people of uh, Danny Castellano on Mindy Project. But I haven't seen the show, so I can't vouch for that. Yeah, okay. Kind of like creates like some sort yeah. of sense of humor. Blah, blah. Yeah. But I think I would be a mix of Ray Romano. Okay. And like a heavy like mesh between Joy Tribbiani or Chandler Bing. Wow, that's interesting. So I have completely different answers. But I mean, I always relate. When I watch Everyone's Dream, I go, oh my God. <laughs> so me. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, what'd you say for me? So yours is also a toss up. It's like a little remix. 
honestly, like to me, like you're a Ross. And the reason, really? yeah. And the reason why is because okay. sometimes you're like a space cadet and Ross is a little all to lunch. And I feel like sometimes when I have to explain <laughs> things to you, I feel like I'm talking to Ross. Like you're not getting it. Like you're not like you're not on the level of Unagi as okay. I am. So like to me, you have that kind of like spaced out element that Ross has. Also, Ross is, and I think the thing that you don't have that Ross has publicly and shows in his character is like that over uh, analyzing element. Yeah. And I feel like that's more me. So I feel like that's why you're not like entirely him. So that's what, where you come into being more of like the calm, cool collective, like has an old soul, like, you know, even your music tastes, whatever. So I would say your uncle Jesse from full house. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, like when I see his character, have mercy. Yeah. Like Mm. he has like that, like that like Elvisy type of thing mm-hmm. and then you know I, I think that like definitely like reflects you. And then the last one I thought like really long and hard of th- on this and it's because we saw some video clips that I was showing you because you hadn't watched the show. But when I think about it more and more, you remind me of the teacher on Glee, Will Schuster. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like the guy with the curly hair, the blonde guy? Or like dirty blonde guy? <laughs> I don't really? Th- <laughs> but if you watch the show, you'll know why. Like, I just feel like you remind me of him. Like, I'm so lost. Like, I don't even know the, like, how to react to that. Okay, so explain why I'm like the teacher on Glee. <laughs> Honestly, I just feel like... He- <laughs> All the times I broke out into dance and song. Oh my God, I'm going to cry cake. I don't want to like... I don't want to like... <laughs> turn this around to the audience like i don't want them to feel like you're like i'm baiting you oh but honestly i feel like you're like a soft teddy bear sometimes <laughs> and i associate with you like, you like like soft characters so i chose these characters on the premise that they have this like soft element to them maybe they're soft like welcoming <laughs> Can we use like the word welcoming instead of soft? I never fucking cried so much in a podcast. Okay. No, because your face is like really. <laughs> That's what you think of me? Because no. I remember what my reaction was. We were showing me the clips of this <laughs> of Glee. I was like, like people like this show. Like, no. who are these people? <laughs> yeah. No. I just I think genuinely, genuinely, like characters who have. Like the thing with you is, I, as much as you like look like the like you know the um the John Ham like badass type, you have this softness to you. Mm-hmm. This what's the word you used again? Welcoming. This, this welcomeness, welcoming to you <laughs> that I feel like you would be better suited in a role of a more you know like okay. you know the uncle of the group or like the okay I'm not the guy next to, door not opposed to fifty percent of what you said. Yeah, like mo- I think most of it was good. I th- honestly I thought about it like pretty long and hard, but well, you know? know what I like is because I said I compared myself to shows I knew, but then you gave insight to shows I didn't watch. Yeah, so now when one day you watch these shows, you'll uh, well know some of them you've seen, you'll be like, yeah, okay, I can see where Christina's coming from. You know, it's really nice. Right. All I have to say is to end this one is, if you ever want advice about what shows to watch. What's popping off? What's popped off and you missed that train? You know who to call. Call us.
Okay, call Alex. Me too. Call me too. <laughs> call Alex. You don't want to watch that much if TV. If you want more on reality, <laughs> you know, call Alex. Yeah. If you want more on like the like everything else that's I'm the real reality popular king. list. Okay. <laughs> if, let's see if anybody gets that reference. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't be afraid and to leave comments in the comment sections. I want people to comment. Yeah. And more importantly, this is something we never say. Tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the word. You tell come one on, person. Tell, they come tell on, tell a people about us, man. Like, tell people we about hard at this. Too real, okay? Listen every week. Subscribe. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And if you were in for the whole ride, we respect you. We love you. We're still going. We're going strong, okay? I'm Christina. I'm Alex. And we're too, too real. real.